Hello? Hello? So what, no fucking ZD now? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Hi, welcome to You Know That episode. I'm Victoria. And I'm Trev. We're two friends who watch too much TV. We break down iconic episodes of good shows. And bad. And explain why we feel the way we do. Today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 13 of Gilmore Girls, titled Friday Night's Alright for Fighting, which aired on January 31st, 2006. (laughs) So, this was one of my picks, and is drastically underrated as an episode. Like, nobody talks about it. I will agree with you this time. You're never gonna see it on a best of episode list, like... It just is one of those episodes that you would only remember if you've watched it a billion trillion times. Yeah, I agree with you. I do think this is an underrated episode. I will also say, like, I was as I was watching it, I definitely the first half I was like, oh god, it what it didn't have me. You were like, why did she choose this? I was kind of because I didn't remember the back half of the episode that well. Yeah. But I was like, why this episode? Like, I'm so... I was... There wasn't anything standing out. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as... And we'll get there, obviously. Like, Rory took over the paper. Yep. I was like, okay, this episode is... I It's on one for me right now. This like, is one of those episodes up. that, like, it takes a while to pick up. There's, like, yeah. a really slow start. And then but it's... But, like... Too, yeah. But then it comes... Everything... All the stories in this episode come to a boiling point, like... And, like, the last 20 minutes are just so much fun to watch. Yes. Yeah, I, like, I, we got to that point, I was like, oh, okay, this makes total sense. Yeah. All right, so we'll get there, but let's first start with some hot topics this week. So, lots to catch up on, starting with the fact that we both went and saw Scream, the new Scream movie, Scream 6. And we haven't talked about it. We haven't talked about it yet, so. Not on purpose, either. (laughs) not on purpose we just haven't really gotten a chance to like sit down and chat so like why don't you start because i feel like you probably have way more strong opinions about it than i do yeah so to preface if the listeners don't know scream is literally my favorite movie ever made like no question the first one entire personality so yes i've seen it hundreds of times that's not an exaggeration like watching it once a week pretty much no, in high school, point. I would watch it literally three times a day. Yeah. Like, that's not a that's not even an exaggeration. My dog is named Sydney. Like, <laughs> You have literally embodied this movie. Yeah, like, I love this. I love this movie. I love this franchise. It means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I will, and I'll say this. I like all of them. Even the ones that I don't think are good, I like them. Yeah. So I was going into this cautiously optimistic because I I liked the fifth one more than most people, even though I don't think it's necessarily good, Mm -hmm. but I still had fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what I look for in these movies. I'm like, is the, are the kills fun? Are the, is the killer predictable? If not, that's great. And like, am I having a good time in the theater or watching it at home? So before I saw Scream 6... I watched all five in one day. Oh my god! <laughs> to prepare, and really like, cause I had I'd only seen five like twice, so I was like, I don't really remember these characters that well. I want to like really have a good grounding for them, right? And then, so the debacle of seeing this movie, we get our tickets for a three fifty sh- a three thirty showing at this theater in another town, and we get there, we print the tickets off, we're meeting a friend, uh, me and my friend Banto, we're meeting our friend Mackenzie who 
bought the tickets, so we print them off and it's a 3D screening. Okay. I'm anti-3D. Oh, right. I remember you telling me this. I'm pro-3D. We saw it in 3D. I don't fuck with... Yeah. I don't fuck with 3D at all. I get really nauseous. I get really motion sick. Uh, really bad headaches uh-huh. from it. So I just can't... I can't do it. So we text her. We're like, you bought 3D tickets. She was like, no, I didn't. I'm like, this is this picture of the ticket. Whatever. So she gets there. She looks on the website. It wasn't listed as a 3D screening. But this is the only version oh they're God. showing at this theater. Which is crazy. So we're like, you know what? Whatever. I plan on seeing this movie again in theaters. I'll suffer through it this time. I'll just, whatever. I'll enjoy it. Oh. The 3D doesn't work. The 3D does not work in the theater. Everyone in the theater is like, is this working for you? <laughs> it's None of it's working. I'm like, I immediately have a headache having these glasses on. The opening kill is happening and the 3D isn't working. Oh. So Mackenzie's on her phone. And she buys us another ticket, set of tickets, to another showing in another town that's 2D in How far away minutes. was it? So we, it was like a 15, 10 minute drive. So like we got there with time. So we hightail it out of there, drive over, see the movie. I have a great time. I really enjoyed this movie. This is in like, like I gave my ranking afterwards. Yeah, pull it, I have pull it, it up. Wait, let me, I texted it to someone. Let me pull it up on my letterbox. You know, I'm annoying. Uh, I enjoyed this movie more than I was expecting to. I will say currently, my ranking is Scream 1, duh, number one. Scream 2, number two. Oh. Scream 6 is number three. Scream 4, which is all I also love. Then Scream 3, and then 5 is my least favorite. I just, like, I had so much fun. It felt silly, but mm-hmm. scary still. Like, the kills felt so mm-hmm. intense and so personal. And, like, we're going to get into spoilers. So, like, don't listen if you haven't seen it and care about spoilers. Spoilers ahead. We'll let you know when we're done talking about screen. Like, we'll put it in the description, whatever. I liked the killer motivations. I think it's so insane. I think it's just as crazy as any of them. I just, like, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think New York is a good setting for a movie like this. Although they did not film this in New York. I think the only scenes they filmed in New York were the subway. Um, My biggest critique is that I think Gail should have died. And I think they should have killed more of the main characters. Okay. Because none of the main characters died. And that's bad. We have... We're going into the next movie because they announced Scream 7 filming this year. What? They did? Yes. They announced it the three days before the movie premiered. Oh, for fuck's sake. I didn't see that. So they announced it. So right now we have... Jenna or um we have Tara, Sam, Kirby, Gail, Mindy and Chad alive. We're going into the next movie with seven people alive, I think. Okay. We need we need some of them to go. We need to cut that down at least by half in the next movie. It needs to matter. But I like that Sid I liked Sydney's reasoning for not being in it. I think it made sense. She was like, I'm too old for this. My kids are too old. I'm in hiding. I think that totally makes sense. She's not dealing with another... Th- She's not doing this again. Um, Gail's chase scene was I great. I loved the phone call. Okay, wait. Okay, now... The phone okay. call was good. So what do you think? What do you think? Because okay, I liked so like, it. I really liked it. Honestly, going into it, I did not have high expectations. And I already told you this a little bit, but I was originally planning to like literally boycott yeah. it and not watch it. I was literally like, yeah, you just I'm not watching watch it. it. Nev Campbell isn't in it. What is a horror franchise without the final girl? Like, I'm not watching Halloween without Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm not watching Scream without Nev Campbell. There's so many but Halloween movies without Jamie Lee Curtis. 
but I don't plan on watching them. But they're good. Some of them are good. <laughs> I think you should. I don't plan on it. So, <laughs> so, but of course I got peer pressured by my best friend and my girlfriend, um, you and Bernie, to yes. fucking go see it and stop being such a whiny baby. So, okay, yeah. fine. I went and saw it and I was totally right and justified for wanting to boycott it. I did not think it was good. Like... I agree. I mean, I think Gail should have died, but I think the movie was less interesting without Sydney. I didn't think there was a good reason for her to not join. Like, I thought that when they had that whole explanation why Sydney wasn't in it, it was just like pandering to the fans who are watching it but still wanted Sydney to be in it. I don't even think they should have explained it. Like, oh, I think they needed to. I think people would have been more mad if they just ignored her. I just think it was stupid. <laughs> And <laughs> they should have just paid her. Like, I'm sorry. They made record profits. This is the most profitable movie they've had in the franchise. And they yeah. can't afford to pay, like, the woman well, who made I it fucking think, famous. Like, I think the next one, if she wants to, they'll pay her. I think now that they've, they've made... Because the five didn't make a lot of money. Not nearly compared to this one or four. Mm-hmm. Because it was right... It was still during the early pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, or like not early pandemic, but like it was still tough to go to the movie. So it didn't make a lot of mo- a lot of money. So I think they were kind of nervous to like do big payouts, and and that's and this is say, I'm saying all this as someone who's like give that fucking woman all the money she's asking. Give for. Give her whatever the fuck she wants. She made this franchise what whatever it is. she asks for. Give her. But I do appreciate the fact that they acknowledged. Okay, she's not here. Here's why. I didn't think and the reasoning was good. And wait, wait, I no. do. Wait, wait, I need to finish. Why don't you think the reasoning is good, if you mind me asking? It felt like a cop-out, what they said. I think it should have been a bigger explanation, and I think it should have been more powerful, or, like, more poignant. I didn't think it was very meaningful. Oh, she's in hiding. She doesn't want to come. Since when is that Sydney? That is not Scream Sydney. 3, Scream she goes 3, into hiding. she comes out of hiding. She proves, she, no. It's, yeah, but that's that when Ghostface, this Ghostface, it's not about Sydney. And that's another thing, too. Ghostface with a gun? Girl. Ghostface has used guns the whole time. Girl. They Billy and Stu use a gun in the first movie. Gail gets shot. She gets shot. It's like literally a pistol, not a fucking, like, whatever the fuck he's using. Like a fucking um, machine gun. He's Ghostface has used guns in every... He uses a shotgun, first off. He's used a gun in every single movie. Ghostface has used a gun in every movie. Yes, a pistol, but that doesn't change the fact that, like... It just felt a little overboard. Yeah, the point was that this Ghostface was overboard. All of the kills were overboard. It was it was upping, upping the... the ante. The, the gore factor. You need to... If you're gonna justify making this movie, you need to have high-end high crazy gore kills. And I think they delivered on that. I think the opening kill was so the scary The opening kill to was me. a lot. I was like, holy shit. It was so, like, it felt so real. And, like, even, I mean, I think the goriest thing in the Scream series is seeing that kid in the fridge. Even though we don't see him killed on screen, seeing his body dismembered like that is fucking gnarly. And, like, we don't, like, Ghostface, yeah, he stabs. I think Dewey's death is probably the gnarliest thing we see on screen in any of them. Wait, no, what's the one with the, um... Is it Tatum? Tatum with the d- garage with the door. door? No, I would. That one's. That one's I was brutal, thinking of when I the think. TV crashes on that kid's head at the party. Oh, Stu. But you don't see a lot of blood or anything. I know, but like, like you his know, brain you see gets it. Friolated. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I think for me the goriest kill is Dewey on screen. Off screen, it's that kid we see in the fridge. But like, I think it ju- and oh, Olivia Olivia's kill in Scream Four. Wait, what about the girl who gets impaled? Who gets impaled? Wait, remember what? There's a scene. I think it's the one where they're driving and the and the car crashes. Oh, Scream Two. The do- the, yeah, detective the detective gets impaled. Gets impaled. That was pretty gory. That yeah. one's pretty gnarly too. But we don't see a lot of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I'm... Like, I'm saying, like, active. Like, I think Dewey getting gutted like a deer, crazy to see on screen. I was expecting I Gail think... to die in this one. But then I thought about it. I was hoping... Okay, I wanted then, her to. But then you know what I thought about? I was like, if they can't get Nev Campbell to come back for the next movie, they need to have at least one original cast member for the draw factor. I think... I look, don't think I they think do anymore. I think that if Nev Campbell would have been in this one, Gail would have died in this one. And Sydney would have been the final girl for Scream 7. But because of the fact that Sydney wasn't in this one, they had to keep Gail alive. Because they know that hardcore die hard fans, like... There are some fans like me who didn't even want to see this one without Nev. But I think there are some fans who would be like, if there's not even a single original cast member from the original series in the entire movie, not Gail, not Dewey, not even Sydney, I won't see it. See, I, I think don't there agree. Is some people who are like that. I think I, there really is. I think there, I think there are, but I think it's kind of I don't know. I think it's a little short sighted to look at a franchise that's going on what twenty five years, twenty six years of being around and expecting it to still follow that. Like it needs to evolve in a way to f- keep up, and it needs to introduce new people who can carry it. Because like I don't want to see Neve Cam- Neve Campbell. As a sixty-year-old woman fighting Ghostface. Me either. I want the franchise I don't want to it... end, but I want it to. It's not. That's not the world we live no, in, girl. unfortunately. Anyway. But I, I liked it. I really liked the opening kill, and I liked, I liked. I was really surprised when he took his mask off, because I wasn't expecting that. I was like, "Are we going to learn the killer?" In I the thought opening so. Too. Kill? We were shocked. That that gagged us. That I was gagged us. genuinely we like, shocked. This? But then. Then seeing him get killed, I was like, holy shit. This is like, it that really threw, threw me off. Too. Yeah, we, that which was, was that exciting. Was our, definitely our favorite part was the opening kill. And like, yeah. the, I also really, you know what I, what I, part I really enjoyed? I liked the apartment no, chase. The door, That the, one was good when they had to climb outside the window on the ladder. Yeah, that, that scared scary, the fuck no, out of the me. The part that I really loved is the woman waiting at the bar when she's like, Oh, the opening. The like, very the very opening. opening. Oh, can you come into the alley? Yeah. No, not the very opening, because remember, he goes... Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, that is the very opening. Yeah, yeah, because so, it's so, it's also Samara Weaving, who, like, crushes she did great. it. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll She's come so meet you good. in the alley. But yeah, that's, like, like scary. Very, that's, that's literally real, real life. life. Oh, oh, yeah, I'll meet you outside the bar. Oh, you can't see me? Oh, you're in the alley. Okay, hang on, let me wave at you. Do you see me? It's Bitch, crazy! Have- and they even make a joke about it where he's like... You teach 20th century slashers and you just walked into a dark yeah, alley dumb bitch. alone. We were screaming. We I were was screaming. like, it was like a crazy mic drop. But yeah, I think I think my favorite set pieces were the apartment like scene. Ghostface trying to break down that door was so scary that was to me. That was very scary. I was really hoping Mindy wouldn't die. Um, I'm so glad Hayden <laughs> Penetieri's back as Kirby. I love her. She's probably my favorite. She's one of my favorite characters in the whole franchise. But yeah, I like really enjoyed it. I thought the killer reveal was crazy. I thought so too. I was, but like, yeah, I liked it. I was like, it's always, it's always comes yeah. to family. So I didn't think it was that out of pocket for it to be Richie's family. Yeah. And I, I liked that they were like full tilt they were insane, insane. Like it was fun to watch them be like that because it looked like they were having fun in a really yeah. scary way. 
But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to probably see it again, I think, this weekend in theaters. Okay, I think I think my order is... <laughs> this is going to ruffle feathers. You're going to have three and like two, and that's going to piss me off. That's going to have... This is going to have hate mail. This is going <laughs> to... People are going to send me hate mail for this. Well, no, listen. I'm going to get that. No threat. hate mail for our rankings, because I genuinely... Like, these movies, all of them are enjoyable. They all deliver on what they you expect from them. Okay, number one is three. That's crazy, bitch. Number two is... I'm two. sending hate Stop, mail. I take it back. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. I did not interrupt you when you... T- when you okay, okay. I'm sorry. three, psycho. Yeah. You're insane for that. Finish. I'm sorry. I apologize. Please finish. Okay, three is number one. Two is number two. One is number three. Four is number four. Five is number five. And six is number six. Oh, that is an insane ranking. You understand Period. that, correct? I'm right. I'm right. You're I'm not right. right. You're not it. right. Except you're the not. Only, the only bad thing about three is <laughs> Gail's bangs. Other than the, that, that movie. The is worst perfect. part about three is that it's not scary. It's perfect. It's literally. It's the not perfect. a scary movie. It's not a horror movie. Bitch, none of these movies are scary. Yes, they are. No, we've watched them to the point that they are no longer scary. Yes, but when a new one comes out, it is scary. The Samara weaving scene is scary. The apartment scene is scary. Yeah, I watch it ten times. I'm gonna know what's happening. Three is not scary. None of them are. Three is a comedy. There's like one scary scene in three, and I and even then it's not like like I I think that is a nutso ranking. Okay, that's fine. But I, I, res- I respect you as a person. Okay, I appreciate that. But I, I really enjoyed six. I'm excited for seven. I want. I hope they make these movies until the end of time. I'll go every time. I think it's silly. It's it's a guy with a scary mask. Okay, so you're people. allowed to think that Scream Six is good because it's silly, but I can't think Scream Three is the best because it's not scary. I don't. I don't. That's bullshit. No, I think the franchise is silly. I don't think. I don't think Scream 6 is silly. I think Scream 6 is a very serious movie. I think Scream 3 is very silly. Scream 3 is hilarious. I love it. I, I love it. If I'm, I want at least a little tension. And I don't have that. I do find... No, stop. Stop. There is tension. The whole Dewey... I don't think Dewey so. Dewey is dating the actress who's hired to play Gail. That's not the tension I want. That's, that's the tension I want. I Fucking. want the tension of, oh, are you going to live or die? Not like Gail and Dewey being stupid. I love them. I love them too. That's I do. My I love part. them so much. No, wait, um, wait, 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 wait. There is also the really scary moment where she goes into the reenactment of her house. And that's like, the only scary part, in my opinion. No. That is the scariest part of that movie. No, in my the scariest part is when they're hiding in the house and he's trying to find them and they all keep finding these secret passages. I don't find that scary at oh all. Oh my God. I found that scary. I think I don't have problems with the main cast from the original not coming back. I do. I think many, many franchises have found success without the main person, without the final girl, without the main cast from the original. I think, um, I think you're I a little think, bit less petty than me because you really love this franchise enough to overlook. Yeah, that. I just, For me, I just want it about the original people that made me love the series to begin with that i find it less interesting without them but i get why they keep dying like i get it it makes sense yeah i also think like if you're going to keep making these you need to make it worth it and you need to make me believe that you are throwing the rule book out each time and that is my biggest critique of these last two is that it doesn't feel like the rule book is updating or changing especially when that's such an integral part of the movie and the like plot so it's like you keep telling me that main cast leg- legacy characters can die, and so far you've only killed one of them. And it's maybe the one that shouldn't have died. 
Because I think it would have been more... I mean, it's. I, know, I, think, I think it's it sadder if Dewey, Dewey dies. Died and then Gale should have died in this movie. And I genuinely think the body count for this movie needed to be so much higher. I think one of the twins needed to die. I think... One of the girl, one of the sisters needed to die. I think Sam should have died. I think Chad should have Why died. I think Gail should have died. I'm not getting that. I don't understand. It doesn't. That's my biggest problem with this movie. I walked out and I was like, I really enjoyed that. It was really fun to watch. Like I, the whole time, I was like, everybody who died was random. It was such a cop out. Like they should. It was made people the main who don't matter. Die. Yeah, because that would have exactly. made the stakes feel higher. But I do love that in this lore, in this in this Scream franchise lore. Uh, Neve Campbell is married to Patrick Dempsey's character. Really? That's her husband. She married oh, Mark right, right. From, yeah, that may, yeah. from Scream right, right, 3. From Scream 3. And he, they have kids together because they say, like, she said, Mark gets called out specifically. They've been together since Scream 3, which is like 20-something years now. And they have kids. And so not only do they play a married couple in this, they are brother and sister in Grey's Anatomy. Imagine if... Um... Which is crazy. Imagine if that Patrick that is... Dempsey came in Scream 7 with Nev Campbell and they played like a I couple. would like that. You know what I think? Okay, here's my pitch for Scream 7. Uh, okay, let's assume that Sydney's... So like Scream 7 is going to film this year. It'll probably come out like late 2025 mm-hmm. or 2024. Mm-hmm. So let's assume Sydney's kids are like teenagers. Mm. Ghostface goes for the kids. <gasps> Oh my god! And it's got it's got, Gail will all the core will it's gonna be the kids are at college or something like that or they're young or they're older high school kids. Sydney gets hurt in the beginning protecting the kids. The kids are fine, but Sydney's a little fucked up. Her and Mark have to protect the kids. Gail comes, obviously. That dumb bitch. Um, she always comes. That dumb bitch always shows up. We get the other characters, and then it's a fucking bloodbath. We kill one of Sydney's kids. We kill Gale. We kill one of the twins. We kill Sam. We gotta get through the new these fucking new kids. A bunch of the new kids need to die, and almost all of the older cast members need to die. We gotta. The only it person needs who to, should be living is Sydney at the end of it all. This movie should not end with more than three people alive. I think so too. You know what? Your pitch for Scream Seven sounds a lot like my pitch for Scream Six. Although I was thinking it was gonna be like they're gonna do like a switcheroo at the end i thought that it was going to be like oh yeah like nev campbell doesn't want to do it she's not getting paid and then she's the killer or something but then they trick us and she ends up being the killer or some shit although she would never do that but i thought i don't think she would ever do that i think they could do something similar though i thought that they were gonna do a switcheroo and she was gonna be in it like in the movie yeah even after doing all that would have been cool but because like i think I think we'll get us. I think in the seventh, I think they're setting. They set up Sam as still being a little kooky. Yeah. In this movie, I think she's gonna turn and she's gonna go after Sydney. Yeah. In to some way, dad, in the next to one, her dad. something like that. She's gonna go full tilt psychopath, and then it's gonna be. She has like a broken brain. <laughs> like she's not. Yeah. Okay. She's 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 hallucinating her dead father, who she never yeah. knew, who was a serial killer. So I think it'll be Sam as the killer solo i think she's gonna be the first that's uh, the second solo killer because roman was a solo killer in scream uh-huh. 3 i think she's gonna go after sydney and her family and she's gonna hurt sydney but she's not gonna get any of them at first and then it's gonna come down to her sister and sydney versus her and her i think that would be really fun gonna, like try and rescue sydney or some shit imagine she kills her own sister yeah i think her i think well i think at this point jenna ortega is going to become the new sydney 
in this series. Yeah, it's heading in that direction. Because she's she's the mo- she's the best one on screen. It would make sense if Sydney died in the next one, but it's probably going to be Gail in the next one. I was shocked. I think Gail that will Gail die in the next one. In this one. I was shocked. I know. Shocked. But that whole chase scene was so that exciting to watch. Was it was yeah, really it was fun. Really good. You know what? You know what I think the actual scariest part of this whole movie what? was? The subway scene. Mint when Mindy got Ooh. stabbed. Yeah. It made me it scared me to my core because it's based on a real thing. And in the way all New Yorkers watching that movie were probably like, no, because this is a little too close to home and it's a little bit too Well, real. no, there was a woman who got murdered in public and people heard it and didn't say anything. Yeah, and scream too. It's a too. real news. And scream too. Well <laughs> <laughs> No, you dummy. <laughs> there was an actual woman in New York on like on the subway or something like that who got murdered and people just didn't help her. Oh my god. Yeah, so they were like taking directly from that. And it, it was so scary. Uh, like, I was so... Mindy is my favorite of all the new characters. Like, gay, movie-obsessed slasher person. Mm-hmm. Like, that's me. I love her. I think she's so funny. Also, she pl- she's in... Uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown is in Yellow Jackets. I know. Oh, my God. We need to start that. I need to, I need to as well. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm excited for the next one. I can understand where you're coming from on not loving mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I am excited to see what they do. I, I'm like, yeah, make them. Make more of them. I don't care. I just... It's fun. It's just... I like seeing them. You yeah. know? Especially when there's so many horror movies that come out that don't deliver. Mm-hmm. And ha- they make such big promises and they don't deliver. And they're not scary. And they're not tense. I like the the the... The safety of the scream movies because I know I'm gonna enjoy, I know I'm gonna get what I want, even if it's not my favorite of the franchise. I'm gonna have a good time, and that's really what I want to go to the movies to have. I want to sit there. I want to have my popcorn and my slushy, and I want to be like, oh my god, I can't believe they did that. Yeah. You know, afterwards, like I so I I give them a lot more grace because I just I'm always gonna go to these movies, and that's not to say I think like I'm not I'm harsh on other franchises. Like, Halloween, I'm very harsh on. Uh, Candyman, I'm pretty harsh on. Because I think there's one good Candyman it's movie out original. of, like, five. It's the first one. Yeah, it's the only, the good, only one. good one. Although I do appreciate the the new the remake. I haven't watched it because I just know I the think other you ones would... suck. Well, the other ones suck. This one is good, though. Okay. I, I highly recommend Wait, it. It's the, really um, it's... original actor in the newest one? Yeah, I think Tony good. Todd shows up at like one point, but he's not like Candyman. I know, right? But we haven't. But he it. shows up. But I, I recommend, I recommend that. I'm like, I used to be very anti remake and like update and all that because I was like, you're shitting on the original. Now I'm like, you know what? Make it. And if I don't like it, I just won't watch it again. That's what I've come to in my in my old age. Well, you've as a really fan. simmered in old age. I have because I'm like, you know what? I didn't. I paid 15 bucks to see this movie, and I never have to watch it again if I don't want to. Right. I could just watch the one I like. Uh-huh. And I think that's, for me, as a, like, lifelong horror fan, that's what I have to do to, like, be at peace. <laughs> <laughs> like, to protect my peace, I have to just accept that I'm not going to like everything that comes out. Yeah. And if I don't, it's fine. I'll talk shit, and I'll move on. Period. That's why we have I'll a leave podcast. A sh- I'll, I'll leave a shady letterboxed review. And I'll move on. And we'll on. talk about it for 30 minutes on our podcast, and then we'll move on. Yeah, but please, go see Scream. I think I think it'd be fun to see in a theater. Period. See it in 3D I think or in 2D. Fu- you have reviews from yeah. both sides of the story. We both enjoyed it. So I think Scream 5 is worse at home. Seeing it in a theater it was fun, at least. Watching it at home, I was like, oh, this is not I've right. only seen that movie one time. 
I've seen it three times now, and it's like fine. It's it's fine. Whatever. Okay. Um. But yes, move on. Let's move Let's, on. We need to move yeah, on. Yeah. So officially, thirty <laughs> minutes on screen. I'm sorry. Like, look, I I can't help. No, it. we can't help. It, it. could have been longer. No, and the way the way that is just par for the course for our podcast. You're lucky this isn't a whole podcast series about. We scream. talk about what we want, and I'm gonna put chapters on this. So if you want to skip through all the scream shit, feel free. Now moving on, we need <laughs> to talk about the Oscars. Yes. So the biggest uproar came when Jamie Lee Curtis won for Best Supporting Actress. Yes. Personally, I'm not mad. Yeah. Personally, I mean, y'all already know this. Like, we already said in a previous episode that, I mean, and obviously we would have loved for any of those women to win because they were all amazing. Genuinely, any of them could have won and I would have been happy. Me too. That's how I feel. And so that's why I'm not mad. Just like I wouldn't have been mad if Stephanie won. I wouldn't have been mad if... If Carrie Condon won, I would have been like, great. Yep. She's lovely. Who could be mad about this? They all were good. They were all amazing. And so, but I um, am glad that I under- Michelle won. <laughs> I, that I'm glad about. <laughs> that I would have you been You people mad acted about. fucked up. You people had us Because that woman wanted Twitter. an Oscar. Get the, yeah, she fucking earned it. And like, look, I think for me, I enjoyed the show. Overall, I had a good time. Mm-hmm. Happy for Jamie Lee Curtis. Happy for everyone who won. I do think that some of the below the line craft awards went to weird things. I don't think All Quiet on the Western Front should have won as much as it did. It why did that movie randomly sweep? Like I think I don't know. People just love war movies. I think that's what it is. The too. guilds the guilds not who nominate and like vote and everything like that, and then obviously the larger Academy votes, they just really like like it's similar in a in a way to like Dune last year or yeah. like Mad Max Fury Road from a couple years ago, where it's like this big movie that kind of like didn't come out of nowhere, but it's a big movie. It's really audacious in what it's trying to achieve, and it like sweeps below the line in all the crafts. And then it doesn't win any of the big prizes, which is fine because like why would it win any of the big prizes? I think it is egregious that All Quiet on the Western Front beat Babylon for best score. I think that is fucking crazy. Justin Hurwitz put his whole fucking pussy into that Babylon score, and he should have won. He should have won. That is point blank fucking period. Do you know what I discovered this year? What? I don't enjoy the Oscars, and I prefer the Golden Globes. That's because the Golden Globes are, like, so unserious. They're so fun. Plus, there's TV categories. If the Oscars had TV categories, I would like it way more. I also like the the Oscars. Then it would be the Emmys. I like the Emmys more. I think you're also more of a TV person than a movie person. Exactly. That's why I like my my order for the award shows. Do you want to know how my order for award shows? Please. Um, Emmys, Golden Globes, Tonys, Grammys, Oscars. Okay. I think for me, it's Oscars, Grammys, Tonys, Emmys, Golden Globes. Wow. Because I I think for me, I love the Oscars so much. Because, like, and I didn't watch everything that was nominated this year. I didn't watch a lot of shit. But it's easier to keep track of, like, okay, these there's a set amount of things nominated. Mm-hmm. With the Emmys and the Golden Globes and even the Grammys, it's, like, there's just so much to ingest. But see, and this is have... your, your thing about, like, I can't watch stuff until I'm ready to watch stuff bites you in the ass. 
I yeah, usually yeah. have I'm a pain. most of the stuff that gets nominated for Golden Globes. Like, yeah, you're such a you're shows... way more of an active watcher than yeah. I am. You're like you make it like a point to watch things where I very much do not. Yeah. I'm a I'm very much it depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm also I think as much as I love TV, obviously here I am on a TV podcast. It's we all we talk about. I am I think first and foremost a movie guy. I find that fascinating. Over a TV fascinating. I just can't. I don't have the attention span. I For me to want to watch a movie... See, I don't have the attention span for a TV show. And that's crazy to me. Because I-, <laughs> I think it's so much more work to be like actively engaged in a TV show than a movie. Because a movie's like, okay, two hours, two and a half hours. I mean, some of these fucking guys are getting crazy with these three-hour three movies. Three-hour movies. That's crazy to me. I don't fuck with that no. at all. But like a two-hour movie, I'm like, I could sit through this and I could get everything out of it. And then move on. And I, I, I can revisit, and it's easier to rewatch it. I'm also a rewatcher, obviously. Mm-hmm. Dude, like, this is obvious from this podcast. Uh-huh. So, like, if I like a movie, obviously, Scream, I've seen hundreds of times. If I like a movie, I will just watch it over and over and over I'm again. that way with TV and movies as well. Yeah. But, um... So, anyway. I, lo- I enjoyed the Oscars this year. I'm very happy Michelle Yeoh won. It was so ha- it was so amazing to see her. I win. was so happy she won, and I'm I mean I'm not gonna stop watching the Oscars, but I definitely realized yeah. this year that I don't enjoy them. It's also just less exciting because there's like it's so the serious. musical performances like, are so like dour because yeah. it's always ballads. Yeah. It's like rarely a fun song. Where like the Grammys and stuff and the Tonys have like big numbers that are like you're it has you out of your seat the oscars are yeah they're very self-serious and, and the golden globes are so like funny usually they nominate crazy shit i love it oh my god i love it and i, I love when abbott gets nominated for shit and like modern family they're giving out awards for fucking anything okay they're like you guest starred in half an episode in the first season of this show okay golden ago. globe hate We're... will not be tolerated thank no, you no no and that's not me being a hater i love it because then i'm like good more people should just be getting awards i love to see so i love to see these rich people do stuff i wish there was like another award show that was only for like i don't even know like gay shows for example and then like <laughs> well there's like three of them on it's, it'd be tough which I think is a great segue into A League of Their Own. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> A League of Their Own got renewed. And I'm so annoyed because like... Yeah. First of all... Wait, it's bittersweet. I'm happy that it got renewed for a second season because some of those storylines ended on complete and utter cliffhangers. But it only yes. got renewed for like six episodes. So they're going to have to like... Jam- no, it's four. I thought it was six. It's four? No, it's four episodes. Oh my God. It's it's very bittersweet because I'm I want more. Because I think the show is amazing. But I want more. I mean, I mean, I think that's the public consensus. Nobody is happy with four. Not even, like, Will Graham, the creator of the show. I feel bad for them. I feel really bad for them. It's really sad because you could tell they put so much love into this. It's heartbreaking. But yeah, so, like, it's... I'll watch it. I'll rewatch the first season. I just wish that it was getting... I wish it was getting the respect that it deserved. And continues to deserve because it is a really well-made and like beautiful show it's just so 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 good i'm obsessed with it there's a line from i think it's moneyball which is a movie i fucking love and it's unfortunately a line from brad pitt's character and it but it makes me think of a league watching a league of their own it makes me feel that way it's like how could you not be romantic about baseball baseball's <laughs> just such a good it's such a good staging for drama so like i love i just love that it's like oh lesbianism in baseball it's two of my favorite things in the world 
Honestly, most sports yeah, they are d- good platforms for, like, drama and relationships and stuff like that. Yeah. Because teams have Inherent to be drama. very... Yeah. But yeah, I'm, like, I'm bummed. I know you're bummed, too. I am. Um, But I'm also extremely excited that it got renewed. Yes. I, I'm happy. I have to admit, I'm just happy that it got renewed. I'm happy there's just going to be more. I want more. better. I want more and I want better for queer TV shows. Yeah. But I'm happy Especially... about the fact that it wasn't canceled because... In the midst of all these lesbian shows Jesus. getting canceled, this one is one that I really, really, really like wanted to get renewed. Why couldn't they have canceled Gen Q and given us more League of Their Own? I know, right? <laughs> I, honestly, I would trade. I would trade a se- a complete season four of Gen Q for a complete season two. Yeah, and I think that's just a League of Their Own. Look, I think you've paid your dues enough to the L word that you can say that. <laughs> I love the L word, but that's how serious I am about a league of their own. It's such it's a so good, good show. I don't need please, a season Please, if you haven't watched Q. it, please watch it. Go watch it. Please. I'm sure one day we'll talk about it on the podcast in a more serious manner, a season of sorts. We definitely will. But, maybe, maybe after season two comes out. Yeah, maybe we'll do a little, a little bonus. Yeah, or a little okay. mini bonus series. Okay, so our last hot topic. We're taking two minutes to quickly talk about hacks please. because I started watching hacks and it's been on my list for too fucking long i fucking love gene smart um and i just love the fact that hollywood is finally seeing what all of the milf lovers on twitter (laughs) is seeing which is give milfs every opportunity and your show will succeed yeah that that we're seeing that with White Lotus. We're seeing that with Hacks. We're seeing that with fucking Abbott Elementary. And I'm not saying that the women on Abbott are all super old. I'm just saying the ones that are. They're MILF are age, beloved. though. They're beloved. And they are the ones that are fucking winning awards. Jennifer Coolidge is winning crazy amount of awards. She's fucking so hot. Shirley Ralph winning awards. Gene Smart winning awards. Like, just let these MILFs run the town. <laughs> and don't. Don't make them play these fucking grandma-ass characters unless they want to. Let yes. Give them the opportunity to just play normal woman and see what happens. And you're going to have these shows that are, like, fucking amazing. I'm sorry, but I fucking love old women. Period. <laughs> I know. I've seen the Twitter timeline. I love them all. <laughs> Every day, it's like, in the group chat we have with our friend, uh, our best friend, Mickey... It's literally like, okay, which old lady is Victoria going to talk about today? It really is. and uh, Which one in the rotation is it today? And I'm justified. And no, we love it. Because we're, we're the same exact fucking way. So it's like, it's nothing but love and respect for you and your old women. <sighs> I love them all. <laughs> God damn. But yeah, I, I definitely need to watch Hacks. Uh, that's on my list. I will get to it eventually. I, am, I promise. I know okay, I good. say that a lot about a lot uh, about a lot of things, but I will. This should be one that you really, really watch because it's actually really funny. Yeah, I think I would really from the clips but, I've seen, it looks like something right up my alley. We've been laughing out loud. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to eventually get to it. I think Tony would like it too, so maybe that'll be one we watch together eventually. Tony would definitely like it. So it's on my list. I I will do it, but I'm very okay. happy you're enjoying it, and you're planning okay. to start. Yellow Jackets next, correct? We are in the process of watching season two of Hacks right now. And once we finish with that, we're going to jump into Yellow Jackets. And we're hoping to finish Hacks like this week so yeah. that we can start season one of Yellow Jackets before season two comes out. Because that's like, like at the end week. of the month or something like that. It's like a week oh, or two yeah, away. Yeah. It's in like two weeks or I week, need to I watch Yellow Jackets season one still. I've seen the first two episodes and I really loved it. 
Um, so I need to watch that ASAP. Um, because it rips. It, I can't. Wait oh yeah. So the it. second We've... season is March twenty sixth. It starts. So you have you have it's Sunday. Yeah. So we're probably gonna binge like a few episodes of Hacks tonight, a few tomorrow, and try and finish it all, and then watch um, Yellow Jacket season one. Cool. Next week. That's that's really all we've been watching lately. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Forty minutes on hot topics. We kind of went off. I can't. I'm sorry. Why? I'm sorry to myself. I'm sorry to the listener. I'm sorry for you no. for having to edit this. Listeners, <laughs> just, just understand you can skip by it if you want, but... Yes, just... and Scream spoilers were there. Yeah. I had, I'm had. i very passionate about this. We're passionate about all the stuff we talk about on this podcast, honestly. We are, and that's why it's fun. We shouldn't apologize for our episode time anymore. No, you're right. I listen to podcasts that are like three or four hours long. We're not, we're not even that crazy, all right? We're not even that crazy. And another thing... I listen to podcasts at two times the speed. That's crazy. So Do you really? If this, yeah. So wow. if this ends up being two hours long, I'm going to be able to listen to it in one hour. That's crazy. I don't do... I can't do that. I tried. I can't focus. I love it. It kind of makes it sound funnier. <laughs> Everything sounds a little bit funnier. Oh my God. I must sound like such a faggot in two times. <laughs> i also edit in two times the speed that is so crazy (laughs) holy shit i edit in two times the speed because it helps me like it just helps it go no i get it i mean hey whatever it works that's nuts though (laughs) but whatever whatever we literally sound like chipmunks when we're talking oh my god i'm like oh my god you know that fucking thing and you're like oh my god no i said we also never shut the fuck up anyway so it's just like two two people screaming over each other at like a high pitch i love it um Okay, we have to talk about Gilmore Girls now. Okay, the way I didn't even pull it up in Netflix and was already excited to watch it. And I was really excited too. I just, this episode stands out so much for me because of how dynamic everybody is on screen. Like, even even the scenes that aren't at the Gilmore house towards the end of the episode, yeah. I still find that everybody was acting their ass off. Like... Honestly, Liza as Paris was oh, popping off. She? she is in her insane era when she's the I was like of the Daily News. uncomfortable. She is so hard to watch because of how good she's acting. Yeah. Like, she's definitely manic. I was like uncomfortable watching her as her scenes. I thought Luke did a really good job of like being very awkward and uncomfortable about yeah. all of the um, situation with the postponed wedding. And just like Lauren Graham, as always. Is so good in this episode. She's just so fucking good. And so everybody was acting their ass off on this yeah. episode. If there was going to be an episode nominated for an award, I would choose this one. You know who fucking eats in this episode? Babette. Emily Gilmore. Emily did too. Yeah. Uh, what were you doing looking at a plane? I can look at a plane if I want to. <laughs> the way I, I have that exact quote in my notes. I, we will get there. Like I said earlier, the first half. I was like, oh, why this one? And then it picked up, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know who's also on one in this fucking episode? Sookie. <laughs> she was annoying me. She was annoying me, too. I wrote, she was literally piss- She was literally pissing me off. She looked great, um, though. Looking so good, Melissa. But yeah, she was pissing me off. I was like, just shut the fuck up. Okay, so the title is an Elton John reference. Slay. That cannot be missed. That was for us. Um, it's for the gay people. So, yeah, 
So it opens on Lorelai at like the ass crack of dawn getting dressed in her new bedroom, which is their bedroom after Luke renovates it after he moves in and shit. The house looks so good. I forgot how cute their room was after the bathroom. I literally was like, ooh, let me see. Cute. Um, So she accidentally wakes Luke up and he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Why are you up this early, bitch? And she's like, oh, I have chores. And he's like ready to strangle. There's this scene is so funny because he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's crazy because they already act like a married couple. It's like, you guys don't need to get married. You already act like a married couple. It, you know what it reminds me of? What? Carrie and Big in sec- the first Sex and the City movie. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, why yeah. are you... Just sign the paperwork. You don't need to do all this. Right. You're already there. Like, you've been together on and off for, like, 20 fucking years. Like... What's the drama? But I... W- so, Luke looks so fucking hot in this scene. Yeah, he just woke up. He has, like, bed head oh. and bed face and, like... Nice. Um, so, yeah, so they postponed their wedding because Luke found out that he has a daughter, Ugh. April, and Poor April. he's like, where are you going? Yeah. He's like, where are you going? And she's like, I'm going to look at flowers with Suki because I forgot to cancel. And it's like, honestly, this entire season felt so fake to me. <laughs> season, six fe- season six feels very fake. Yeah. Like, none of these storylines really make sense to me. It's like. They're all very weird. Just none of it made sense. Yeah. But um, when she's like, Suki, I forgot to call Suki and tell her. Um, so I'm just going to go. And people still think I'm going to show up to everything because I haven't canceled anything because this all just happened yesterday. Yeah. And it's like, this happened yesterday? Like, this would have been a phone call if this was me. Oh, bitch. If my wedding got postponed, I'm fucking, it's a five alarm fire in my house. Are you kidding me? Everyone's this getting a phone call. I'm calling the this Pope. Literally, right. I mean, this literally all just happened yesterday, and she is actually going to meet her friend in person. I would be so depressed. I would be too depressed to leave my house. I would be laying in bed crying, and I would need to be consoled by everybody who has ever shown me any kind of love or support. I will like, I say, though, this is mom, like kind of grandma, pre-texting era. I know, no, I'm not even saying text. I'm saying call. Yeah. Like, just call. No, yeah. I would be on FaceTime for like I, hours. <laughs> I would be like, okay, guys, here's the Zoom link. We're getting it all done at once. I'm a FaceTime bitch. I, I, yeah. I would probably be FaceTiming Suki and being like, I'm horribly depressed. We can't go to the flower market. I'm sorry I didn't tell you sooner, but Luke called off our wedding last night. So you can imagine why you didn't get a call. <laughs> Fucking, it happened yesterday. What yeah, she fuck? has good reason. So... He's so awkward, and he almost apologizes for postponing the wedding, but then he doesn't. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm sorry. And she's like, oh, no, like, it's fine. Um, uh, Lorelai looks so like awkward. she's on the verge of tears for half of this episode. She definitely is. Like, It's just sad. She canceled, honestly, but she canceled nothing. And then she went on to confess to Suki that, like, I don't think I sh- really should cancel anything because what if Luke changes his mind? And it's like, honestly, that plan wasn't her worst plan that she ever could have had. I agree. But at the same time... Maybe the money. She set herself up to like... Fail. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's, it's... Because it was predictable that Luke wasn't going to change his mind. She set herself up to get disappointed because... Which is classic. She got her hopes up. Yeah, she, set, she got her hopes up even further than he ever could have yeah it's true and it's just like the scene with suki yeah was really annoying to watch she blamed her she literally said what did you do i was gagged i did not remember that 
She's like, why do you do this? Why do you want to make yourself miserable? I was like, ouch. So not only did your um, fiance postpone your wedding because he has a daughter, but your best friend then immediately assumes it was your fault that that happened. That's not a good look. That was really bad. That can't make you feel good. But Suki kind of spilled when she said that, though, because Lorelai is self-destructive with her relationships. Oh, absolutely. It's just like, is now the time to bring it up? Right. Well, I mean, but she didn't know any better. She goes... She kind of... I mean, she was safe to assume. She goes... Because she ran away from... What's his name? Max. Max. Forgot him. I just think... I I think Suki was valid, but she was annoying me also because she... She also, like, made it all about Yeah, because we're Team Lorelai. Yeah, I mean, but she made it all about her. She was like, oh, do you think Jackson has, like, a secret yeah. love child? That, oh, my God, there's that kid, and he sounds just like him, and blah, blah, blah. I said, girl, what are you talking about? Your best friend just told you that her fiancé has a secret love child with a woman that you've never met who's probably hotter than you, and newsflash, she is. And, like... You're talking about whether your husband, who is the most loyal person in the world, he was probably a virgin when he met him, whether (laughs) he has a love child, just shut up and listen to your friend, bitch. It is also so funny that at the end of this scene, though, she walks, they're walking away and she was like, they do, he does look just like him. Yeah. Lorelai wasn't that bothered. (laughs) No, not at all. But I was bothered. I was bothered for real. I think the reason the plan failed of like, okay, we're not going to cancel everything. I'm just going to keep everything until the very last second and cancel the day before I might lose my deposit. I think that the reason that plan failed is because she didn't do a good enough job of checking in on whether Luke had changed his mind or not. Yeah. She like doesn't even try to coerce him into changing his mind. She just like waits for him to say it. And of course he never does. He's never going to. He's the kind of guy who needs a nudge. Has she not learned that yet? But she just yeah, goes like- back and lets him like, Okay, I'm going to give him his space to process his shit with his daughter. But then it becomes, like, out of sight, out of mind, and he never changes his mind, and then it's too late, and that's why they end up breaking up. They're just bad at communicating. It's crazy. They're so bad at communicating. They really are. Just talk to him. (sighs) Like, it's not difficult. It really isn't. Well, actually, it is because he is such an avoidant personality type. He does not like conversations about anything serious or anything important. Like, he just wants... No, which is infuriating. You know who's also kind of like that in the show? Like, the minute difficult stuff starts coming up, they're just like, anyway, okay, so blah, 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 and they move on right away. Truly, like, nothing happened. You know who else is like that? Who? Richard. Yeah. You know who else looked hot in this episode? Richard. Richard. When his bow tie was undone, I I knew you were going to make a comment about that. Oh, my God. How can I not? How can I not? He was drunk at that part. He was drunk. I was like, oh my God, sir. (laughs) Oh my God. Do you think he and Emily never- Yeah, they fucked that night. (laughs) They fucked hard that night. (laughs) Fuck yeah, I hope they did. After the fucking argument about the airplane. Oh my God, yeah. She sounded so hot when she was screaming at him too. I was like, okay. I have something controversial to say as well. What? You know who I was kind of attracted to in this episode? Rory. Logan. No! And this thought, is... Wait, wait, you're not controversial because my answer to that question was literally Rory and yours was Logan, but I have notes about how, like, okay, Logan is kind of being a good boyfriend in this. He episode, was being a... But, like, Rory taking over control of the Yale Daily I literally was, was like, like thank God. Was high key a, a hot moment on her. She was, like, crushing it, and then he was, like, very sweet and helpful, and he used his, like his last name privilege to help her and the paper and everything. But also he was being so sweet. 
No, that was an annoying part where he he accidentally. You know what it is about Logan? He makes me literally like him and hate him in the same. It's one step forward, two steps back. Literally, he'll be he'll do the sweetest fucking thing. Oh, babe, like you should have called me. I would have came down and helped you. You know, I'm a genius at all this stuff. Like it's just comes to me like breathing. It's so easy, (laughs) you know. Like I'm Logan Huntsberger. You know, my dad runs newspapers. Like I could have helped you. Like why didn't you just call me? Like it's like. Did you not know that I'm Logan Hunt? And it's like, oh, can you shut the fuck up before I punch you in the fucking face? But he used his evil powers for good in the end. But yeah, see, and that's what I'm saying. He makes me like him and hate him in the same breath. Like, it's just yeah. a little... But yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, he's he's sweet in this episode. He was funny in this episode. It, it was very... I find him very charming here. He... Yeah, so moving into that scene where the where we leave Lorelai and um, Suki, it transitions over to Rory and she's like, meets him at a coffee cart and she's like, wow, like you've been waiting for me. Well, he intercepts her at a coffee cart. Yeah. She's, it's a better way. She's like, you've been meeting me at this coffee cart for the past three days. And he's like, well, it's the only place on campus that I know I can definitely see you at the same time every day. And it was really cute how like he, made like a strong effort to like make sure he actually saw her and knew that she was just gonna go and get coffee but it brought a question up which is why didn't our school have a coffee cart because i worked at the one cafe in town i kind of wish that we had a coffee cart on campus we barely had a campus victoria i know <laughs> we didn't we didn't have much campus to put a coffee cart there on. should have been one in one of the in buildings victory park no <laughs> Inside. Is that where we're putting one? No, inside of one of the buildings. That's just silly at that point. I know, but I wanted one. It's so cute. It's so quintessential. It is so, it's so cute. New, it's like so New England. No, I agree. It is very cute. It would have been lovely. And then I maybe, I mean, I still would have had to do my job, but I would have maybe gotten treated like shit less. Yeah. People would have been a little bit nicer because it wouldn't be random um, people from the town. It would just be students and teachers. Literally, one time I had a, a guy who was a teaching, he was like a, what was it, adjunct, be so rude to me. I walked into the French building, into the printmaking studio, and I knew his class was upstairs. And I started yelling about how rude he was to me, saying his name in full. I love that. Because I was like, he's going to know I'm mad. He like threw his money on the counter at me and took a cup. <laughs> I love that. I'm so glad you When there was a out. full line... I was literally like, are you, I was, I was livid. And Derek was in his class at the time. And I texted Derek and I was like, your teacher's on my fucking shit list. <laughs> and he was like, oh no. <laughs> but anyway, uh, coffee, pro coffee cart. Pro coffee cart. Um, pro Logan in the scene. Pro Logan in the scene, which is rare for us. Although he's crazy for comparing himself to a Nora Ephron I was going to say, Back I loved, up. I loved the Let's in get- Seattle reference, but he is not on that level no, 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 no. Let's not get fucking crazy, my guy. Pull back. Pull back. So, Rory is conflict avoidant. Typical Libra hiding the fact that Christopher <laughs> wants to pay for Yale. And in fact, he already did pay for uh. Yale because um, Richard calls Lorelai and is like, hey, I got a call from the Yale um, bursar's office and they said that my check to Yale got declined. So, I'm like, I'm in an uproar. I'm going to kill everybody on that campus. Um, hell hath no fury like a grandpa scorned. Hell hath no fury like a rich person scorned. Yeah. He's pissed. I know he was giving those bursars fucking yeah, hell. Yeah, he was like, if you don't fix this, I will stop funding 
your school and i'm paying i love richard 80 of it at this point <laughs> i love richard it was so fun to watch him be like angry grandpa angry grandpa and i liked watching him yeah i like watching him, him and yell. him and emily oh, love that scene i love any oh. scene where emily is yelling top of her lungs yeah. kelly bishop is fucking hot She's i'm not gonna so hide good. it anymore <laughs> kelly bishop when did you when have you ever I never have <laughs> <laughs> but um okay anyway so Lorelai's like, okay, thanks, Dad. And then she calls Rory, and then she's like, Rory, why have you been hiding this from them? Like, they're going to figure it out. Like, she is very avoidant. She's just a bad liar. She, yeah. She she hides stuff. She likes to she hide stuff. She always has. She hid Dean. She hid Dean. She hid... She hid Dean. She hid Jess. She hid the affair with Dean. She hid Logan at one point. She hid this. Typical Libra. I just, like... Just tell, just be just honest. Just be honest, bitch. Stop being... If she had went to Richard and Emily and said, hey, my dad reached out and wants to do something, they would understand. It's because of how conflict avoidant she is. She doesn't want anybody mad at yeah. her. She wants everybody to see her as a perfect person. And so... Which always, like, blows up in her face. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so I... The phone call was funny. The phone call was funny. And then it jumps over to Yale Daily News and... Paris is screaming at people. Like, she's scary in this one. Billy compares her literally to Mussolini. He literally does. And she is... She looks hot here. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. She does. All right. I kind of like... I like Paris when she's in her angry mode. I like... Like, her hair... I like her angry. I don't like her borderline psychotic. Her her face looks very angular and sharp when she's, like, walking by. I just found her (laughs) angles to be on point. In this moment. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, So they start fighting and Rory's like, can you like chill out a little bit? Like what's going on? Why, why is this? Rory is right. She, yeah. She's like, why does this newspaper have a huge gap in it instead of a picture? And she's like, well, our pictures have sucked eggs lately. And like everybody in the newsroom is wearing numbered hats. Paris is literally. So fucking Paris funny. is in her psychotic She's era. literally a dictator. I she's living really in the fucking like, hut. She has like literally built a hut out of a cubicle. She looks like the the Unabomber lives in she's that. She's insane. I yeah, this scene was gnarly to watch. I feel so bad for these people. <laughs> Honestly, Bill kind of gagged Rory when she was like, "Where is gagged her?" He's she's like, "Where's Joni? Where's Rachel? Where's blah blah blah?" And he's like, "Um, they're sick." They're all sick. And she's like, well, there's been a lot of sickness going around. He's like, yeah, and I have a feeling there's about to be a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I I think Bill, Bill was fucking funny. funny. He made me giggle. Um, but yeah, it's just like Paris is on one. Her, Rory's, Rory's standing up for herself here because it's something she cares about. And it's like passionate about, which I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. She knows she's good at this. So then... Um, fucking Lorelai calls Richard back and is like, hey, um, Christopher paid for Yale. Sorry. But when she calls, Richard picks up and then Emily joins on the other line. (laughs) And Emily's like, could you make this quick? I have to go to a DAR meeting. And it's like, Emily, you were never supposed to be involved in this call, bitch. I didn't call you. Like, bitch, feel free to go. Feel free to hang up. Like, if you're in a rush, (laughs) cool. See your way out of it. We never invited you to this convo. Bye, lady. And when she tells them the silence on the other end of the line, Emily literally just hangs up. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. I feel bad for Emily and Richard in this episode. Me too. 
They deserve better than like, that. Rory should have. They deserve respect, yeah. and she they they she was not giving them any. Lorelai was try. Lorelai was. Lorelai yeah. gave Rory respect enough to be like, "This is your bed. You lie in it. You need to be honest." But she also gave them enough respect to be like, "Hey, this is what's happening. It's out of my hands. I have nothing to do with it, but." I want you to be aware. You know, she doesn't want to leave anyone hanging dry. I think for once, Lorelai was the one who was respectful to Richard and Emily instead of Rory. <laughs> we don't see that very often. Yeah, and it's a nice change of pace, and it's her actually stepping into that kind of mother role a bit more clearly. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked, I liked it. It made me happy to for her to be like, "Look, you, you can't treat your grandparents like this. Right. It's not fair to them. They've done a lot for you." And you and she explains it to her where she is like you, you you've built this relationship with them you always wanted to have a relationship with them you can't throw that away now this will be a turning point I think also something that I loved was Richard didn't get fully upset at her because he knew it didn't really have yeah, to do with her as anything much. to do like, with her like he she didn't have any say in the situation so he can't be mad at her it's not gonna change it's not gonna be like he's not gonna get an apology out of her because she didn't do anything right okay. Um, so then Lorelai goes to visit Rory at school and... I don't like tiny scarves. She, this bitch is made of tiny scarves. Like, this seems to be all she has in her fucking wardrobe this year. It's just, they don't do anything. They're so ugly, too. They don't do anything. Wear a normal fucking scarf. She was wearing one last episode, too. Remember we talked about it? I'm, yeah, I'm so glad tiny scarves are not, like, chic again. Me, too. Um, so she's like, by the way, I scheduled us for a Friday night dinner. You need to talk to your grandparents about this. You're not gonna stay in hiding and freeze them out for the rest of your life. Like, this shit needs to get addressed. And she's right. <laughs> she's absolutely right. She's being the, so adult about it. She's being it. so adult about it. And then, so Rory goes back to the Yale Daily News, and then fucking Bill is being so annoying. He's like... So funny, Yeah, though. everybody quit, including me. I'm just sitting here so I can watch the... The one time in history the Yale Daily News doesn't come out. You know that is exactly what you and I would do. Bitch, I would be busting so my ass petty. to make that paper come out. But if Paris had treated you like that, I'm a completionist. I I don't want I don't want shit like that to happen. <laughs> See, I'm petty. I would have been like, damn, this is so crazy. You guys fucked up like this, huh? You would not just sit there and give up. You would be fighting too. I would fight once Rory showed yeah. up and like put, yeah. lit a fire under my ass. But before that, no. Yeah. Once once I had a leader who like cared and like actually wanted to do the job well. Yeah. I would have been like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. But I, if it was just Paris, I would have been like, damn, bitch, this is crazy. Yeah. I would be like, oh my God, sucks to suck. Anyway. Should yeah, we go I'm like, get you pizza? Flopped, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Rory goes into Paris's hut and is like, are you aware that like, first of all, there's no air or light in here. And second, the sound in that scene was weird yeah. too. And second of all, the newspaper is not going to come out. You have a checklist that is like a hundred hours of work, and the paper is supposed to come out in five hours. And Paris <laughs> is like, "Stop distracting me! I'm writing a review of Sweeney Todd. Get the fuck out of here!" I would literally pay to read her review of Sweeney Todd. Yeah, absolutely. It would be scathing. I'm, I'm sure. sure. And she's just insane. So Rory gets out of there and is like, "Look." We are going to put this paper out, people, whether Paris likes it or not. Yeah, no bullshit. No bullshit. And then it cuts over to Lorelai, and Suki is over the house, and apparently she's taking Paul Anka for a sleepover. But she plays the she plays a message from Luke on the answering machine, and it turns out 
Luke is with April at the diner and they're going to be there until like eight. He's just like. And like Suki is like, oh, I guess you guys decided that you're not meeting the kid. <laughs> it's so weird. It's very weird. Like, why is he? I just why like, is he keeping her from her? I don't get that. Yeah. It, I can understand. I, I, if I was in Lorelai's position, I would be so upset by that. Me too. Like, why are you hiding me from this person in your life as if I'm not just as important? Not to compare, not to say she's just as important, but that's supposed to be your partner. My mom introduced me to my stepdad, like, very early on into their relationship. Like, it was one of the first things I think she did in that relationship. Which I think makes sense, because it's and like, same okay, thing with I my, trust this. Wait, and same thing with my dad when he started dating my stepmom, too, actually. Like, yeah. Because it's like, look, I trust this person enough. We've known each other a little bit. If they're going to be a part of my life, my kids need to be aware of that because, like, it's not going to change anything. I truly, you yeah, know? I like, truly I believe it's a very... Luke was wrong for that. I think that he yeah. should have introduced April to Lorelai much sooner. Yeah, and introduce her to Rory. You have a, you have someone who is in the same weird bracket as this kid. Show her, have develop, have her develop her relationship with Rory, so she can like they could be weird, smart people together. Right, like that would have been so natural. And see, and this is why season six feels so fake because I think if this was written by Amy Sherman Palladino, this is not how this would have happened. And it's also like. Take parenting advice from fucking Lorelai. She did a pretty good job. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to ask her, like, what do you think? Do you, what, like... Like, it's not like she's a bad influence. Her kid turned out really great. Her kid's, like, a fucking genius. And yours is, too. Yeah. So, like, it just makes sense for them to be friends. Yeah. You're in the same boat, so you should listen to her God. and try and, and try and have them develop a relationship. It's just such a weird, weird thing for him to do agreed so Lorelai then goes into the town and again not really clear why she would do this especially if Luke just left that message was her intention always to go to Taylor's diner to spy on them through that window who knows I don't think she would have if he didn't leave the message so she goes in and there's like a huge line wrapped around the block to get free samples of hot chocolate and fucking Lorelai goes in, dodges the entire line because obviously she's just there to stare at them through the window. Of and course. this lady, Ruthie, yells at them and is like, hey, you can't skip the line. And do you know who she is? No. Who is that actress? I know her she face. She is Dale Dickey and she played Beverly, which is the chaperone for the Peaches in A League of Their Own. Oh, that is how I know yeah, her. That is. She's so she's good so in League of Their Own. Um, she's so fucking. She, yeah, she's great. So Babette comes I, in behind her, and Babette's like, <laughs> like a steamroller. Babette's like, anyway, here's the hot chocolate, honey. Um, Patty, blah blah blah, blah and they start gossiping. It's like, because who, who's gonna tussle with Babette? No one. Who's gonna tussle with Babette? That is that is mother. No one's gonna tussle with her. No one's gonna say shit to her. She is the queen of the town. Like. That's it. Nobody's gonna say anything to her. So she gets the hot chocolate. They fuck off. And she's just like sitting at a table and then she just starts spying on them. Like through the window. Blatantly. If he would have turned his head at that very moment, what would she have done? Like who knows? But like I love the part when he looks up and the entire town is staring at them. That scene was very well directed. It was really really funny. I that window is crazy. I, I, Taylor deserves jail for that. Yeah, he's, I mean, he deserves prison for anything. (laughs) 
Let's, we need to get that man in prison ASAP. Agreed. So, um, Babette and Patty are like, oh yeah, that's Luke's daughter. I heard that her mom's that Nardini girl. She was so beautiful. And it's like, honestly, I think Sherilyn Fenn is gorgeous. And I think that she might be more beautiful than Lauren Graham. (laughs) She has like that full lip Italian goddess thing going for her. I don't even know if she's Italian. She looks like she is though. She's so hot. She's fucking sexy. She's so fucking hot. It's <laughs> ridiculous. She is... You know how old she is oh now? Oh my god. She's 58. Fuck. Milf. That's Lisa's age. She's born in 1963. Milf thing. Was she born in 1963? 1965. She's 58. Oh, 58. Damn. Hot ass bitch. Yeah, she's so good in this. She's good oh when she shows god. up. The mole, the mole next oh, to her yeah. eye. The full lips. She has very full lips. Oh, She's so God. Cool. Okay, we need to stop. We need to We need to move I on. I don't want to, bitch. <laughs> We're going to spend another couple minutes on this one. I... You know who she kind of reminds me of? Who? Jennifer Goodwin. I was going to... I agree. Because I was... Like, for a second, I was like, wait, she looks like Jennifer Goodwin specifically in Big Love. I was going to say, like, right around the time when she was in fucking Once Upon a Time. Oh, my Did God. I love Once Upon a Time. That show never gets talked about anymore. We need to talk about it. We might talk about it. We might that. talk about that show one day. You want to talk some fucking <laughs> lesbian fan fiction? Let's get I into Once Upon a Swan Time. Swan Queen. Let's talk about Swan Queen. Let's bit. talk about it. Let's talk about it. I also. I, I shipped Hook with anybody I could. Oh, God. I want to see no. him fucking everybody. Oh, my God. He's I so not- hot. You just know I really only cared about Regina. I love like, Regina. Was, Regina was my bitch. I love Regina. I loved Prince Charming. I will say, I think he's a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, that show is fucking good. I, I miss that show. Sebastian I, Stan like, is really good in that show, too. He was really good in that show. Was that show kind of like when he got his biggest start? Yeah, because like, I think biggest, it was like right start? before he was Winter Soldier, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Yeah, it's like either I'm just oh god. I'm assuming they filmed it around the same time cuz of I'm trying to think. So he star he was in Captain America 2011 and he was in Once Upon a Time 2012. So it was probably filmed around the same ish time is my guess. But yeah, well he you know, started in Gossip Girl, really. Right. You know who else she kind of reminds me of too? Who? And I better not get hate mail for this. She looks like her. So people don't come for me. Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, yeah. I see that 100%. Like, it's just around the eyes and the dark, dark hair. I, would, I think it's, it, it really helps with how she's styled, too. Yeah. Oh, God. Just so like, beautiful. It's very bombshell. Okay, I need to stop looking at pics. Yes, this but is... she's, she's, she's a good foil to Lorelai. Lorelai is very, like, hometown beauty. And she's very, like bombs ex. like yeah she's like the hot ex she's, that you're kind of suspicious of. she's like sex pot yeah where like yeah. lorelei's girl next door you, does that make sense i mean luke has a kid with her and he doesn't have one with lorelei so well okay we need to move on okay this episode makes me a little sad yeah so she literally leaves after they say that they're like yeah. oh my god she was so gorgeous and they're and then she gets up and leaves she's like i gotta go i can't um, blame her and then Back to Rory, she gets a call from the printer, and the printers are like, oh, you're going to lose your printing spot. 
And she's like, oh, shit, fuck. No, um, I'm going to send you a Christmas card. Please don't cancel. Like, the, you're going to be part of history if we don't cancel. And they give her another hour. And it's, like, totally the Lorelai Gilmore effect. Like, you know Lorelai would have done some shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Flirted with the guy to get an extra hour. Um, Rory saved the paper. And then Logan shows up. And I, my notes are literally seconds apart. He was a good boyfriend in this episode. Never mind. He went and made me hate him by making about his ego. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you're not wrong I feel the same way yeah but I just I'm like I'm glad that he wasn't mad about her blowing him off because he very easily could have been and that would have been annoying that would have been even more it's annoying, nice that he was like sure. why don't you just call me to help I would have loved right. to help you I'll help you now so yeah. that was nice I was like okay he's making the right choice he's doing yeah. it in a douchebag way yeah. But he's making the right choice at the end of the he's day. He's not perfect. What can we say? Yeah. And she runs this fucking room like the Navy. She really does. She's like, I assigned this. I assigned that. I did this. I did that. And then he's like, okay, good. The only thing I would change is we need to knock Bill off his fucking pedestal. Yeah. And he's right. Um, yeah. And he's right. So then Luke, we cut back to Luke and Lorelai and Luke comes home and he's like, I love April. She's so smart. She's a genius and she loves doing her homework. But I felt like we were monkeys in a zoo because I look up and the entire town is staring at us through that window. And she's like, wow, that is so crazy. Yeah, and he's like, can't they get that this is a private thing? I mean, you understand. You give us privacy. You don't come and spy on us after I asked you for space. And she's like, yeah, I totally don't. I would never, ever do that to you, baby. And it's just like really funny how she was literally one of them, but he has no idea because she left early before he saw her. I love that he didn't know she was there. I love it too. And I love that he never will know. Yeah, of course. And then, okay, so back to the Yale Daily News. This episode has so much back and forth. They get another call and Bill's like, the printer called again and this time he's really serious. He gave away our spot. So, like, Logan literally makes me love him with his annoying charm. Yeah, it's very smarmy in this, but it works on me. It works. Because he's doing it for the greater good. Yeah, but it's annoying because two seconds later, he's like, you owe me so bad for this, babe. You better give me a blowjob later. <laughs> he did not say that. He, all, he says everything but that. He says everything but oh. that. You know that's what the fuck he meant. You know that's what the fuck he meant. Do you think he's packing? Definitely. Yeah, right? It's He's got to be hanging it. I think, I think he's hanging. I think so, too. Yeah, I agree. And I, th- I think it's annoying, though. Yeah, yeah. It's like, of course. <laughs> of course you have. Of course, of course. this douchebag is. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I'm glad we agree on that. You know who has probably the biggest... Okay, the, we're going to sort them in order. I think the biggest proportionally, is probably... Proportionally, I think Dean. Proportionally, yeah. I think Jess has the smallest dick out of yeah. the three of them. No, Tristan does. That's why he Oh, yeah. Well, wait, I'm not even counting him. I'm talking about the three boys. I am counting him because they shared a kiss. Oh, Remember fuck, they kissed? That's true. Okay, yeah. So he's fourth. So yeah, Dean, Logan, Dean Jess. Dean is number one, Logan, then Jess, And then, then Tristan. Tristan. Okay, I'm glad we agree on that. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Anyways, moving right along, Logan convinces the printer that he actually had the file the entire time. The printer's <laughs> stupid enough to believe him. I thought it was funny when he was like, hang on, I'm looking for a pen, and they all actually hand him a pen. They're, and he yeah, literally like, waves them away, He's like, and he like looks at them, and it's like, are you all stupid? He's like, are you guys fucking stupid? It's also like, like why didn't they lie like this in the first place? Right. And then fucking, he's like, okay, so tell me your name. And the guy's like, Russell Smith. He's like, Russell Smith. I guess I didn't need a pen for and that one. That genuinely made me laugh out loud. I was like, me too. fuck, that's a good one. Because that's that exactly what would happen in real life. Yeah. All right. My favorite part of the episode still has not happened. Same. So bear with it's us. literally the last bit of the episode. 
It literally is, but it's so worth it's it. It's so literally worth, worth it. the wait. It really is. So Paris comes running out after they save the fucking paper, and she's like, yay, we did it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, go back in your cave. Someone should have thrown something at her. I literally would have, or I would have, like, done a dive. Yeah, I would have killed her. Like, I would have I would have been like, oh, it's and, like, time for to go to jail. Time to tussle, bitch. Oh, and then, but Logan pulls out a little meal with some wine. That was cute. It was and really I, when cute. Did he do, when did he have time to do he that? He probably called cute. someone and had it delivered when she wasn't looking. That's adorable. It was really sweet. And I was like, okay, you get it. That's another one where I'm I'm on your side here. Okay, another one. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah, cute. Cute moment. And, then and she kissed him. She kissed you just him. No, she gave him a BJ later. Yeah, that she night. was horny for him that night. That, that kiss. I would have been kiss. horny for him too. Did you see that kiss? It she was gave hot. Him? That was a steamy kiss. That was a that steamy was, kiss. That was a, okay, that wait, was a rated also, R. That was, if this was a movie, if this was steam- HBO. This would have been turned into a rated R scene. They would, it would have immediately cut to them going back to her <laughs> dorm. And Can I say one thing, too, about this episode? What? Rory's hair looks really good. Yeah, I agree. It, she looked hot in the in the Real looked, Daily News scene. Yeah, she, did. she That's looked what I'm hot saying. in this episode. Like You found Logan hot. I found Rory hot. Yeah, I, think, I agree. I think, they, I think everyone in this episode hot. looks really good. Yeah. It's, except yeah, Paris. Yeah, except Paris. Although, no. Even then, though. Even then, she looked hot. <laughs> Even then, I'm not mad, but... I, I think she did. <laughs> but, um, okay, so then we cut back to the Gilmores, and finally it's time for the best scene in the entire episode, Friday Night Dinner. How long does this go on for? This is like a 12-minute scene. It's crazy, right? It feels long. It's really good. It's really it good. It feels long, but not in a way that, like, isn't fun. Right. So they tell a little story about, like, a fairy tale... And <laughs> because they're dilly dallying, they don't want to go in. Understandable. And so they, they finally go in, and they're like, "Oh, where's mom?" And Emily comes in, and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm outside painting a moonscape on the patio. I'm trying to enter an award for blah blah blah." And her little shawl is so chic. She looks and cute. so chic. She looks very also her chic painting looks great. Yeah, oh, I fucking love her. Fuck. So the four of them are acting bizarre. It's so, like, so uncomfortable. Weird. It's very uncomfortable. Richard keeps going on and on about the temperature of his martini. And they're all like, um, this martini is like really strong, Grandpa. And he's like, well, just drink what you want and just throw the rest in the trash, including the glass. I don't give a fuck. Um, it's like, okay, can you chill out a little bit? And then Emily comes back in and she's like, okay, I'm going to take a shower. And they're like, look, guys, we're trying to apologize. And Emily's like, uh, Grandma, she, wait, Lorelai's like, Mom, she's trying to explain. And Rory's like, yeah, I'm trying to explain. And Emily's like, I don't think She's like, I don't really anything. give a fuck, actually. She's like, I don't care, and I don't think anyone needs to explain anything except for why I'm not being allowed to clean myself. Because they keep telling her, like, no, don't go. Like, we need to talk about this. And I, her wicked cackle when fucking Lorelai is like, Christopher's trying to be a good father and trying to be there. Oh, she was like, you knew, you know that was the moment where Emily was like, okay, bitch. She's like, I can't hide play. it anymore. She was like, let's play this She's game. She's like, you then. know what I find amusing? And I amusing? loved it. I loved the entire, like back and forth but it, it all started with this moment right here when all three of them stop in their tracks when Lorelai's like stop you're not going yeah you're not going back out to paint your moonscape you're not going to work and you're not going back to school we are gonna sit our asses down and talk about it and boom the scene starts she gagged them she gagged them they all stopped right in their tracks and like they sit down and the camera work in this scene is just everything. It is, like, it's jarring. It makes... But it's exactly how it feels when your whole family is fighting in front of yeah. you. Yeah. And she's like, Emily's like, 
that is not the point. That is simply not the point. Grandma, it is the point. Blah, blah, blah. I just like, and then Richard raising his voice. Oh, my God. When, when fucking, I was scared and horny. If you were scared and horny, raise your hand. I loved the part where I'm raising both of my he hands like, because of Emily screaming. She's like, oh I yeah, I loved it. Grandma, stop! I didn't hear you throwing yourself in front of the <laughs> throwing yourself people. in front of the decorators. Yeah, when they were putting up your very expensive wallpaper. Um, when he was like, "Don't raise your voice at your grandmother," I was like, "Oh my god, this is so reminiscent." <laughs> I loved the part where he was like, and then you left with no notice, by the way. And Emily's like, yeah, and you left two strange boys in our house. And she's like, and we're missing two picture frames, by the way. And she's like, they did not steal your picture frames. He's like, don't raise your voice at your grandma. And she's like, oh, it's so good. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, grandma and grandpa. And he's like, and she's like, oh, Richard, I'm so honored and flattered and touched. Don't you feel (laughs) touched? And he's like, oh, I've never been more touched in all my life. Oh my like god! Them, it's also like I love that Rory points out because I know you've probably felt this way too. When it's like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't with your family, where they're like, "Well, you're not apologizing," and you're like, "I am apologizing," and then but then the apology isn't good enough, and it's just my my parents would do that to me when I would get into fights with them or do something, and I would be like, "I'm sorry." And they would be like, you're just saying that to say that. And it's like, well, what the fuck do you want from me then? Yeah, like, okay, I'm saying sorry now, and that's not what you want anymore? Like, you were begging me to say sorry ten minutes ago. So my dad would do this thing. So anytime, my mom and I would fight all the time. We still do. Love her, though. Mm. Um, Where he would be like, when she's yelling at you, just be like, I know. Just say that you know what she means, because I know you do. And I was like, okay. So then I would do that to both of them. And I'd be like, I know. I know you're right. I know. And they're like, why are you just yesing us to death? And I'm like, what the fuck do you want? Do you want me to argue? Because then I get yelled at for that too. It just feels like... I know exactly how Rory feels in that situation, even though she was wrong. Objectively, she was wrong. But, like, it's so annoying. She's right. She's right. She's, Yeah. Um, and then Lorelai comes to her defense and she's like, mom, you are overreacting because I remember a woman who tried to buy a plane when her daughter moved out of the house and Emily, that was so fucking funny. Emily's eyes start darting back and forth and she denies it. She's like, I did not buy, I did not try to buy a plane. I was simply looking at a plane. There's not the same thing. I was timesharing. Yeah. I was interested in potentially timesharing it. Um, and then they literally take a break to eat the sorbet. Which is just fucking hilarious. And it's so funny. But it's exactly how it feels, too, when it's like... The fight is over and everything has been said that needed to be said, pretty much. But the fight isn't over. It's not completely over, but like... The fight is taking a brief intermission and we're going to be very cordial and we're going to be genuinely nice to each other. Like... And then start fighting in 10 minutes. Yeah, we're again. like mad, still mad at each other, but at the same time, it's like, okay, like, we talked about a lot of it, honestly. Like, what yeah. are you going to do? Fucking time for dessert type shit and it's then- <laughs> such a funny scene and it just keeps going so then at right immediately after it it cuts to lorelei and rory are sitting at the table and we just hear emily and richard screaming at each other and this is the part of the scene that i love the most yeah you, me you too. can't see them you can only hear them but you know what the fuck they looked like he's towering over her she's standing below him but she's yelling in his face he's like she's like i didn't buy it i was looking at it and he's like well what were you doing looking at a plane and she's like I can look at a plane if I want to look at a plane. I, (laughs) when I tell you. She's crazy. She's iconic. I love everything about her. I love them. I love them both so much. They are so crazy together. And 
then immediately cuts to the four of them sitting in the living room, like drunk off their asses, probably, or like at least Richard is. He looks shit faced. His dot, his oh yeah, his tie is undone. His shirt is a little unbuttoned. Bitch. Emily's hair is looking oh, unkempt, and I'm pretty God. sure her shoes are off. And they're all drinking and having a jolly good time, making fun of Logan's mom, Shira. I love it. And the scene is so it's fun. So fun. I think this might be my favorite scene in the whole episode. It's really good. And she's like, um. I forget what Emily calls her, but... A cocktail waitress. A cocktail waitress. waitress. And Lorelai's like, (laughs) that's my mother's version of the C word. And it tickles Richard. He starts... He He starts giggling. out of his seat. He's literally giggling. He is trashed. He's trashed. And then it cuts to Rory and Emily fighting over the DAR, which is just the most random part of this (laughs) fight. Like, that has no... It is so weird, but it is so funny. Because it's truly, like, at that point in the fight when you're just bringing up anything. Yeah, you're just bringing up shit that bothers you. And then, uh, again, similarly, Lorelai and Emily end the fight by fighting about why Lorelai didn't want to get married when she was 16. It all comes but back wait, to the original that, bullshit. Before that, when Emily and Rory are fighting, Richard asks how Luke is, and she just goes, he has kid. a kid. <laughs> no context, no nothing. Richard does not ask a follow-up. Nothing at all. He just keeps And then they fight about Lorelai not marrying Christopher. And it's like, it always comes back to the original drama. You know what I mean? Of course. It has to. In fights like that, it always comes back to the original drama that somebody hasn't let go of. Somebody has not let go of it. My mom and I can get into a fight about literally anything, and it'll come back to something from 10 years ago. Every time. Every time, without fail. But, and yeah, and then the the episode closes on Lorelai and Rory literally outside the house being like, I guess Friday night dinners are back, and that's how that's how it ends. And the next episode opens such, on a Friday night dinner, which I thought was... It's such a good end of this episode. This episode picks up steam so fast, like, in the second half. I agree. It's really, it's really amazing. I thought it was a great episode, a very underrated episode. Nobody really talks about it that much, but it just shows... Yeah, I genuinely agree with you on that. I think this is the first time you've used the word underrated correctly. Oh my God, shut up. (laughs) But I think what I love about it so much is just the on-stream chemistry between these four people. It feels feels like a family. It It feels so genuine. By now, it really does. It doesn't feel fake or forced in the slightest. It feels like a real family, and they were feeding off each other in a delicious way. That's what makes it one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, it's just exciting to watch. I love it. I love it. I agree. I'm so glad you picked this episode. I had such a fun time watching it. I love it. Awesome. All right, so for next week, what are are we watching? Is next week the finale? No, we have one more before that. Next week, season two, episode 10. My only note is Jess with a heart. Oh, maybe it's the episode where Jess comes to town? I think it might be. It obviously has something to do with Jess. This is going to be our first real big Jess conversation, I think. My king. My favorite of her boyfriends. I'm very excited to talk about it. I'm excited too. Please watch before we, uh, next week if you would like to. Yes, and please leave us a review um, on wherever you listen to the podcast. Um, the more reviews we have, the higher we go in the rankings and more people will listen to us. Yeah, we have to trick the algorithm into showing us to people at this point. So please help us with that. Yes, please do. <laughs> we would really appreciate it. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. You know, the usual. Love y'all. Thank you for listening. Bye. Love ya. Oh my god, he's online! Can he see me? What the hell is she talking about? Who's this? Can I speak to Angelina, please? No, she died.